0: Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Future of Events podcast. This podcast is powered by Hubilo, which is the world's smartest virtual event platform that brings intelligence and experience together. Here, we will decode the latest trends in the event tech space with some of the biggest names in the industry. Today, we have Corbin Ball on the show, who is an international speaker, consultant and writer helping clients worldwide use technology to save time and improve productivity. With 20 years of experience running international technology meetings, he transitioned in 1997 to become a highly acclaimed speaker. He was inducted into the events Industries council's hall of leaders for 2018. Corbin was also named in 2012 as one of the 25 most influential people in the meetings industry. So let's get his vision around the future of events industry. So thank you so much, uh, Corbin, for agreeing uh, to do this with us. Uh, a little uh, brief about Rubino, I'd want to uh, give you and uh, we're a virtual event platform and uh, we're uh, on our journey to build the world's uh, smartest uh, virtual event. And uh, there are essentially two things that we are focusing on while while we're building a virtual event platform, and that's uh, intelligence and experience. So uh, what we want to uh, bring uh, to our audience and uh, to our uh, event organizers' audience is, you know, engagement and uh, how do they keep uh, people engaged and, you know, the community engaged while they're uh, attending their events and how do we provide intelligence to our uh, sponsors, our exhibitors and, you know, all other stakeholders. And uh, uh, recently, we've uh, had our uh, investors, uh, uh, you know, invest in us and we've, uh, like, we've had Lightspeed who's invested in us. Right. Right. And we're looking at uh, global expansion and, you know, uh, majorly US uh, and European markets and all of that. So, uh, yeah, so that's a little brief intro about uh, what Hubido is up to. And- uh, Yeah, I've been
1: tracking what you guys have been doing for some time Been through your website and so forth and had you on my linked list for a while as well.
0: So I uh, kind of went through your LinkedIn and I saw that, uh, you know, uh, something that you really, uh, kind of uh, you know uh, uh, talking about right now is uh, you know uh, what is the shift from virtual to hybrid you know the transformation that uh, goes from a virtual event to a hybrid event and uh, ha- having our podcast which is all about the future of events and you know the future of virtual events and the hybrid theory and you know all of those things. i would want to know from you you know like what what do you, how do you look at this what do you think is the world uh two years from now or you know three years from now when you see because events uh, event industry has like de- is, is is transforming right now and uh, things are
1: changing. i agree i think there's going to be uh what's happening right now is a pretty amazing transformation i uh, um the chinese word for uh crisis is really two characters the first is danger and the other is opportunity and certainly we are feeling the effects of the danger but there's Tremendous opportunity. Uh, I've been watching uh, event technology full time for the last 23 years, and I've never seen uh, a greater explosion of innovation that's been happening in this last eight months. In fact, virtual events, it, and this innovation, event tech innovation, has been around virtual and hybrid events. It's a, uh I think that, uh, there's virtual hybrid events have advanced more in the last eight months than they have in the last decade, and it's a it's a really interesting to see, and it's still being seen the best practices that are being worked out. We've all been zooming in and out of, a, of events, so we, uh, everyone from children to grandparents have been uh, learning how to video conferences, and especially um, especially business people. And I think that that's. Um, the the recovery recovery I think is not is going to take a while. It's uh, um, due to fear of contagion until uh, a vaccine has um, has been developed that's widely dispersed and effective, and a treatment options. Um, a certain amount of people just won't be traveling to events and. Uh, um also there may be economic downturn caused by it. there are many people especially in the events and hospitality industry that are really suffering now but it will come back i'm looking forward to face to face to come back but i think that um things will have changed forever Uh, start with for business travel business travel has changed forever i I think that there's going to be people have recognized that uh, uh that they can do this effectively virtually and so that many of those you know flying across a continent for a um, a full half day business people are not going to be doing that as much anymore but but events um, are more than just a zoom call oftentimes and I, I think that the face of events will change as well it's it's this the pandemic has really opened up an opportunity for us to Look at things in different ways and re examine our standard ways. I mean, the standard, you know, a large conference format of uh, yeah, you know, opening a session, coffee break, uh, a 90 minute uh, breakout sessions, lunch, and then a couple more 90 minute breakout sessions and a reception. Um, that format. Uh, I think is going to be thrown up in the air a a bit uh, as we bring in uh, uh, virtual attendees to -to face-to-face events and uh, uh, shorter and more focused uh, presentations. There's a whole range of best practices that we are working out on this. And I think that um, the hybrid events will be with us uh, long after the pandemic. And I think there are many opportunities that we can get to in in a bit on what those benefits are as well. I've I I, I, oh, I lost your sound first. Now you're back. Okay, good.
0: So uh, so something that uh, I uh, totally agree with you on and that's, you know, that uh, a lot of costs have gone down in terms of, you know, like the business travel or you could say, you know, booking a physical venue to uh, host an event and a lot of things. And, and at the same time, what, what we're uh, seeing is that uh, uh, an event that that was that was probably a local event or a national event has become a global event or at least is possible to become a global event right, right. so because with the, the entire uh, uh, virtual events coming in place and things like that uh, when we when we talk about so uh, i totally agree with you that you know uh, physical events are going to be back they are uh, definitely getting back right there's no way that maybe it, it's going to take some time like you said the recovery rate is going to be uh, longer but uh, what do you think in terms of, uh, you know, what role does uh, when we talk about hybrids and and this is really exciting for us because we are trying to build something here that could, you know, pro- uh, probably disrupt the uh, event tech space and, you know, things like that. And we're focused on doing that. The thing that we, uh, I'm really excited to learn from you is that how do you see virtual events along with physical events, you know, like how how will that scenario look like in, in, in your uh, imagination?
1: Um. Uh, i you know i think that hybrid will definitely be abridged back to recovery i think that that's going to be for for many types of events all but the smallest of events i think that uh, people are recognizing they've they've had to immediately pivot to uh, virtual events during the pandemic these last eight months but it's a uh, that as it comes back hybrid is going to be the step uh, with that and i think that um, you know, event planners, as they are considering, you know, what technology to use, they should be considering a platform that can be used both for virtual and hybrid, and uh, with a company that has strong experiences in running the whole, kind of the whole range of events. And it's one size does not fit all in the events industry. There's just so many different sizes and purposes of events, and what they're supposed to accomplish with that. And so, uh, you know, a company that has kind of been through many of those variations would be helpful, I think, and, or at least variations that are applied to the type of meetings that you want to have with that. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, Zoom is great. So, you know, it's a really uh, interesting platform. They've really stepped into the plate. They've increased, you know, from 10 million users at the start of this year to 350 million users now. But a Zoom call does not make a trade show, or it doesn't make a large complex multi-session or city-wide event. It's just, it can be used as part of it. And, you know, uh, the breakout rooms is a particularly cool function, I think that that they brought to the world more more or less with that. And so it's, um, and so I think that there are functions there, but it's going to be more uh, virtual events and hybrid events are going to be considerably more than just a Zoom call.
0: <clears throat> so, what uh, what uh, makes uh, uh, I would say the underdogs, you know, the the, the companies that are uh, trying to disrupt right now, the, the smaller players, let's say, right? What uh, makes them uh, differentiate or you know, like take the leap ahead than these big players like Microsoft and Zoom and things like that? It,
1: it, well, in the event space, it's a very specific set of requirements, and that's a you know, if you. If you talk about just business in general, that doesn't count for exhibitors and it's, you know, exhibit sponsorship and and how you do one-on-one networking and how you do engagement and and there's and just a whole bunch of things that are involved with uh, uh, with an event that makes it more than a, a Microsoft team call or a, you know Microsoft uh, you know you know large corporate ones and for video conferencing uh, there's there are a lot of good and very inexpensive uh, options out there zoom and team and you know there, there are a bunch of others as well but it's uh, but for events uh, you need specific expertise and build out with that
0: <clears throat> so why I asked you what this was because so many people, you know, when we are trying to put our offering out, uh, this is something that we are asked each time and, you know, a lot of uh, questions come across that, you know, what by, what are you guys doing different that, you know, a Zoom call can't or, uh, or maybe a, a Teams meet can't and uh, uh, this is exactly where we, we come out and we tell them, okay, so we so, you know, one-on-one meetings, breakout rooms or for that matter, you know, uh, being able to schedule meetings, having your teams together attend an event on a, on a specific platform, having to see you know who, who's interacted with me as an exhibitor, which are my uh, you know three percent of my uh, hottest leads or I, I would say you know the people who are most interested in me you know these are the depths and the insights that that <clears throat> that were never possible in a physical event right. Tech, uh there was a lot of manual uh, uh, stuff going on and even if we, uh, you know, there was no centralized way of seeing how intelligent an event has turned out to be for any exhibitor, right? So, uh, that's something that uh, I think uh, the entire technology around event uh, and especially while going virtual and probably going hybrid in the future will bring uh, to this. Uh, if, if you could, if you could, you know, tell us that how would, how would enterprises? How could enterprises use you know a, a virtual event platform and uh, do something that they are not doing today?
1: Um, well, I, I think that um, I, I, there are benefits. Uh, there are many benefits of virtual, one. I, you know, I, I, I think you know as we as we set this up, I. Um, I am a very strong proponent of face-to-face and I think that uh, uh, I mean there is it's a very efficient way in, in many ways to network and uh, get information and, and especially the networking component of it but I think that hybrid is really going to be a, a very important part in fact it's people are recognizing with the virtual events now that uh, they've had, you know they've had to, when they've had to pivot at the last minute from their face-to-face event they've found that they've had tendencies that have been 10 times greater than what it was before and much more geographically dispersed much more uh, you know, open with that uh, and part of it that's we're all you know sitting behind our at, at home or at our office and not traveling but i think part of it is that there's uh, real efficiencies, um, with that. Uh, but, but certainly, um, you know, that you are, it, it's not as a, it reduced eliminate travel costs. You have a lower carbon uh, footprint. You have very precise analytics that are built into it. You have automatic recording oftentimes with many, uh, virtual and hybrid event p- platforms. Um, you know, there are a number of things uh, and this potentially much larger audience, if you do it right, and that changes the whole dynamics of uh, of how you monetize an event. If you can get 10 times more eyeballs at it, then you can really start thinking about sponsorship and advertising capabilities rather than just relying on uh, exhibitor fees and uh, attendance fees. With that, so I think that there's you know possibilities that uh, we are. Really just discovering the best practices with that right now. but I think that there are a lot of options that virtual and in hybrid events, and i you know I really like to emphasize that you know, I, that's where I think some things are going to go is when when we get through all this one, virtual will be an important part, you know, that's going to be, it's good, going to be good enough for many type events, video conference calls, it's going to be good enough for many of those things. And, um, but if you really want to start working through and taking advantage of the benefits that a, a face-to-face event have, that, that, it, that integration with a virtual component is going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be, uh, I think, a necessary one to do.
0: Right. So uh, th- that's 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 uh, quite deep and uh, quite interesting that you brought up the challenge part of it, which is basically how do we integrate uh, vir- virtual events and physical events, right? So so, so there, if there are people uh, exhibiting in a physical event, and how do we uh, integrate that to you know their virtual audience, and and what is that? Uh, uh, role play of hardware and software going to be moving forward. What, what kind of things do we see when we talk about uh, all of this? Uh, do you do you have uh, some uh, insights that you think should be the most important and critical factors to look at when we are looking at uh, you know integrating that physical and that uh, hybrid uh, stuff together? Uh- Well, the the, yeah, a a number of
1: them. I mean, the challenges are that you're essentially dealing with two very different audiences. And the analogy I use is uh, a football game. Uh, You you have the live stands, uh, live people on site, and you may have tailgating, and you have the roar of the crowd and everybody together with that once the pandemic has passed or that. Uh, but then you have televised, it, it televised as well, and uh, and that there you have the commentators and the instant replay and all the bells and whistles with that, and both are really valid ways of getting information across. But they're really different in that, how you approach with that. And um, in in, in, any, in some ways, with your planning of this, it really becomes almost twice as complex of pl- running the meeting with that, and that's that's the challenge you have to work uh, you sit down at the start and say okay how are we going to develop the content for each of them keep them engaged be interesting with that and and work together Um, also there are higher production values required it's a you can't just take a camera and put it in the back of the room and expect people to sit there and Watch that. It, it really does need to be more of a production. With and you think of the you know, lights and camera and good microphones and a, a virtual MC and, and also speaker training as well, both ways. And th- there are many types of hybrid events, uh, but the one I think that most commonly will be done is when you have a, a central gathering with people face to face, you may be bringing in virtual speakers but then most of the virtual attendees are attending individually uh, on their own devices. Uh, there are other types of events where you have pods of people and they're interacting and so forth, but kind of really the activity is with um, this essential you know, source to many with bringing in speakers. But you. It's just so important to have speaker training, for example, to make that virtual audience feel like they're part of it. And so, you, for example, during a question and answer period, if it comes in, a question comes in from a virtual source, to recognize it and say, "Thank you for coming in, and you're from so and so, and what is, and your question is." It, there are just ways, and and then the other way as well, conversely, is if you have virtual speakers come in. Um, they need to be experienced with virtual presentations and they need to have a good setup with lighting and a good video cam and microphone and and know how to use the engagement tool. So training becomes an important part of it as well. Some recommendations i that um, I, and I'm an independent third-party analyst. I don't endorse any event technology product. I've never made a cent of sale on any event technology. So, uh, but just in general, uh, when you're looking for this platform, uh, that they make sure it can be both virtual and and they have experience with hybrid with that. look for audience engagement tools, such as gamification and so forth. Uh, Look for integrated polling and, a text-based Q&A with uploading, and that when I say integrated you're using the same system with the live audience as you are with the Um, remote audience, and that ties in with, I think, uh, it's it's really good to have an integrated mobile event app as well uh, because you can use that for the gamification, you use that for the networking, you can use it for push notification to send people reminders both on site, uh, but especially the virtual ones that they're in a distracted office environment and you're answering. Emails and, and whatever with this, that uh, you get a push notification. Oh, yeah, the, the, the general session is starting. You know, I got to log back in with that. Um, look for matchmaking and networking and appointment schedules and one to one video chats, the uh, uh, ability to make a personalized agenda is one. Um, I look for platforms that integrate in with the CRM systems, Salesforce, if you're using that, with Zoom. Uh, and with other event tech products. And so essentially what I'm saying is have uh, a, a platform that is really built uh, to integrate with others. And uh, that usually is a newer, newer, are the newer platforms that can do that effectively. Look for sponsorship options, because if you have a larger audience, um, that's one way that you can monetize that. And so uh, and there's a whole variety of ways that that's uh, being worked out with that. And and so those are just some uh, and also a, a strong trade show option uh, as well. That's, um, And I think personally, that's going to be the one of the hardest ones nuts to crack of how you do that effectively. I'm sure you can bring in a lead retrieval and so forth, but if if exhibitors are at a live trade show interacting with people there then if you're going to bring in this virtual component um, you, you need to have need to have someone dedicated to that to answer those that part of it but also then to uh, be able to set up um, one-on-one appointments with uh, people as well so there's you know a lot of things that are involved with it but those are some of the things that I think would be important to look at.
0: Right. So I think I think that's great insights into you know all. all I think you covered it uh, uh, 360 degree by you know touching from the re- rebranding opportunities to sponsors to re- lead retrieval to exhibitors to probably one-on-one matchmaking for the attendees, and uh, you know uh, I, I really like how you how you said that you know if we could, uh when you gave the example of trade shows right if you can really uh, do that uh, replicate that live uh, experience to a virtual experience wherein right? you know probably I could just go to an exhibitor and have a video chat rather than trying to chat on this thing. And it can be just a button that I press and I can just have a have the person on the other side, have a word with me and share my doubts or, you know, just uh, give me a warm uh, intro about their services.
1: Another component, another component, I think is good as you, that leads me to another point is as you are developing that, uh, some companies are building in a strong uh, artificial intelligence based uh, components of that for the net uh, for session recommendations for networking um, options uh, who you want to meet, and for me, you know, as I've you know, I thought about it, I've attended a lot of virtual events, you know, and it just, I mean, over the years I have I've conducted a number of them, but it's a uh, um, I thought about. When I go to an event, and the two reasons why people go to a face-to-face event, the top two is education and networking. And education can be done pretty easily with virtual events and so forth. The networking component of it is, is I think, the, the harder one of the two to, to do. But when I go to a face-to-face event or when I go to any event, and, uh, one of the things is you know, I am hoping to find the people that most uh, Closely match what I'm, who I'm looking for, you know, a good match, and that's where artificial intelligence recommendations can come in big time. And uh, and I think that if there is a uh, if I was going to choose between whether it's live or virtual and communicating with, or if I'm choosing whether that person is a really strong match or not, so I'm going to choose the person with a really strong match over whether it's alive And of things, so I think it can be effective if that can be implemented in, a, in an effective manner, the artificial intelligence, and either by um, you know, including LinkedIn profiles uh, can, or just by what their session choices are or by answering surveys uh, uh, as they do the registration process. There's a bunch of ways that that can be brought in with that. But uh, uh, I think artificial intelligence is going to be a, a very important component of uh, platforms as they come through.
0: Right. So uh, essentially, what you are trying to uh, say, and what I uh, hear from this, is that if I, if I'm an, if I'm attending an event, and if uh, I get to see uh, these people who I uh, have pref, I have, you know, preferably uh, selected those subjects, when I'm probably logging on to that event, or while you know, the the, the platform is reading my journey, my interests that I'm looking for, and things like that, and then it is linking that to the people who are also interested in the same things, and trying to show the, show them to me. And, you know, probably uh, recommend them to me so that I could catch up with them, show interest, have a chat and things like that. And that really cuts down all the all the time that I'm going to be probably wasting and trying to look for those people. Uh, that's a lot of value for me as an attendee. And if, if I can really build on to those uh, connections and, you know, those those uh, that cream layer that, uh, that the platform has already read that, you know, is going to be useful to me. Uh, I think uh, I totally agree to that point. And uh, the crux behind is how strong is that AI? How strong is that reading? And how, how, how you know, uh, they are trying to grab it out of you. And uh, probably uh, uh, we're, we're trying to be there uh, as a product. And I'm sure a lot of good uh, companies uh, uh, are trying to do that. And I think uh, we're all uh, going to be reaching there uh, by the end of it is uh, that's something that would be of immense value uh, to all attendees uh, you know attending events everywhere yes
1: uh, it, it's, it's just really exciting times i mean it's it's scary in some way. i mean covid has just really changed the world but it's uh oftentimes uh, in past innovation has uh grown out of times where there have been a very significant uh, um, you know the there's a uh, quite a period of innovation after uh, the Spanish flu pandemic and World War One, for example, that the 20s were a time of uh, very significant technology growth and so forth, and and I think that that's um, we're going to be forced into looking at things in different ways, and I and to some extent that's where the opportunities uh, that are there, um, and then just all with so many people, I mean so many companies that are working on this, but also uh, so many people experiencing it and working on best practices themselves. Uh, it is, uh, um, you know, that's where th- this makes it really exciting times. And we're just, we're just, um, you know, a third of the way through this, I think, right now. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot more stuff coming as well.
0: Right. So, so I was talking to this uh, really, you uh, uh... Intelligent gentleman the other day, and you know, one thing that uh, he was telling me, and he, he, he spoke was that once you're, uh, once you expand your mind, it can never go back. So, you know, uh, I think, I think that is what is happening to the events industry right now. You know, the scope of the industry has expanded, and of course, like, there's no looking back. So, moving forward, is going to be more and more depth into uh, narratives and intelligence, and, and growing this uh, and uh, and I, and I think uh, one of the things that will really change is that uh, these uh, virtual events will become the new uh, way of marketing uh, for these big organizations or for that matter even small organizations. And they, I think they're going to look at uh, virtual events as a new channel of marketing and these tools which are all these virtual event platforms is a new marketing stack. Uh, which I think will be added to their uh, weaponry uh, moving forward and probably they'll be, you know, all CMOs uh, would be looking at this as the next big opportunity to, you know, uh, pump in their budgets and try to get the ROI uh, right and uh, things like that.
1: Very much agree.
0: So, uh, that's great Corbin and uh, and uh, uh, so, so. I mean, uh, a few things from you, you know, just just on whatever's on top of your mind about words, because this podcast is all about uh, engaging with event professionals and, you know, putting this out there for all event organizers and and people who are into events or, or, you know, exhibitors who are trying to look for the right technology uh, for them to be able to, you know, uh, put their offerings out and uh, things like that. Just a few tips that you would want to give them. terms. so if if we say that, you know, probably two tips each, uh, for attendees,
1: uh, for, uh, exhibitors, for sponsors, and for event organizers. Oh, geez. Uh, um, I, have mentioned, I think I mentioned the, uh, you know, tips for, uh, an event organizers is that, you, you know, you look at your platform carefully and make sure it has capabilities they want and fits it in with that for, for exhibitors I mean, the other players in there are really at the mercy of the, the event organizers, one that chooses it. in. so, um, but be, I, I, think, uh, I think for everyone else involved, for exhibitors to, uh, and for attendees to become familiar with the platforms and and try things out and try it with an open mind and, and uh, if you come up with ideas and suggestions, give them the feedback of what you want because that's, um, that's uh, I think uh, what is needed. We're all in this together. And if we can uh, come up with better processes, and we are on a daily basis, um, I think that's, that at the end, that's we're all going to be a benefit to it.
0: So I, I totally agree to that fact that all other stakeholders are at the mercy of the event organizers because it's the event organizer that picks up the piece of technology that they want to use. Uh, do you see this uh, as a challenge moving forward? Because as, 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 let's say, as an attendee, today I have to attend uh, event X, which is on, let's say, platform Y, and tomorrow I have to attend event Z, which is on platform Q. Uh, so so is, is that something which... Uh, Comes across as- I, I think there's going to
1: be somewhat, uh, first of all, as I mentioned, one size does not fit all. And so I think that you what you're going to be seeing are specialized events uh, platforms that are going to, for example, go after financial services or pharma or those type of ones. I think you're going to see some specializations that kind of meet specific needs of people. Um, I, I agree that, you know, virtual is going to be uh, um, a, a new marketing platform with that. Um, I think that uh, you know, as I'm a, str- a strong pro- proponent of face-to-face. I think a lot gets done with that, but it's a. Uh, uh, I so I think that it's really going to be an interesting challenge as the as the event organizers bring in hybrid, to, you know figure out how you best match those two very different audiences and so but uh it's it's coming and i think that uh there's going to be really a somewhat of a survival of the fittest. I mean, everybody, and it's a big pie out there. Their events are a huge, huge industry. And and so it's a, um, but I think there's somewhat gonna be a survival of the fittest that's coming out. There's the, you know, every online registration company is, has their hybrid and virtual event platform. Now you have all other ways of doing it. And, and, and you know, the, you, there's a lot of competition out there. And I think the, the ones that come out come up with the easiest to use, um, most useful uh, uh, for the attendee and for the exhibitors, those are the ones that are going to work their way up and uh, be more prominent.
0: So, so, you know, when you said that it's going to be survival of the fittest, do you feel uh, that uh, collaboration is uh, going to be a game changer? For example, if I could collaborate with people in my value chain, Let's say, you know, uh, all the people that are required along with a virtual event platform uh, to execute that. And uh, who are those people going to be if we look at that? Uh,
1: Well, you know, I I think that um, the integration is going to be a really important part of this because um, one platform may not be able to do everything that the um, the attendee or the show organizer or or exhibitor organizer wants to do. And so to be able to bring in specific products with that is going to be. So yeah, I think collaboration is going to be good. I think that, um, in, in some ways, uh, just due to, uh, the challenges of uh, the economics uh, that there's there's some that are not going to survive, and it, and I think you're going to see more, it, it, not just in the event tech space, but, and in the ones that are in the virtual space are doing pretty well right now. You know, you have more business that the, than many can handle right now, or that or have as much as they want, I should say. But it's a, um, uh, but it's there's going to be, I think uh, this is going to be a time in the next couple of. Uh, Years of mergers and acquisitions—the ones that are well-funded—that are set to go through these tough times—are going to be buying the smaller companies and and integrating them in. So that's that's one of the things that I think you're going to see with this. But a uh, uh, collaboration, I think, is is good. And the, and the way you do collaboration from an event tech space is to be able to easily integrate. Right, right. So, so uh,
0: the future with a lot of consolidation and a lot of collaboration. I think and. And that's the way to probably defend yourself in the, in the larger picture, I think. And, you know. So, uh, it's it's uh, it's great to have these insights from you, and you know, like uh, i I was really excited before uh, I, we were setting this up with you, and Juhi, who's uh, who's coordinated with you to get this podcast. Please, uh, I told her that okay, I'm I'm going to be studying about events before I meet this man because I really have to, you know, up my uh, knowledge before I have a question with you. So I hope I have not, uh, I hope I have uh, put out, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I hope I have put out a uh, good show today
1: and what- uh... Oh yeah, uh, good questions. Yeah, I, 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 I'm happy to, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, you always say my job is to share good ideas. And so I've been happy to um, give you my thoughts on how things are. So, uh,
0: that's it, it's it's our pleasure to have you, uh, Corbin. Uh, also, we're uh, we're in the planning phase of organizing a few events of our own. So we want to educate the event uh, professionals and the event organizers and all of that. So we're thinking of uh, you know tying up with, and collaborating with people like you and Adam Perry. Uh, we had him last week, uh, last last week for the podcast, and now we're also thinking of getting a few other people from the events industry. So we're thinking of having you guys as speakers or maybe, you know, uh, people who could add value to our uh, our virtual events and all of that. So probably the team is going to get in touch with you sooner or later about uh, that. And I'm hoping to uh, having you and hosting you there also. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Thank you, Corbin. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you.